Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sawbones, Marital Tour of Misguided Medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. And Sydney, you wanted to open this week's episode talking about animated films. Is that I wanted correct? to or you wanted to? You wanted to. You said, I got a lot to say about these. I no one reached out to me about my opinions on watching <laughs> animated movies. Uh, and you just wanted to really put everybody on blast. Is that how I understand it? No, that is not accurate whatsoever. You don't want to talk about animated movies. I just... Okay, I don't, but now you've put me in this position, so now I am forced to. Last week, of course, we reviewed Osmosis Jones, and I would like <laughs> to is a, is quite a <laughs> evaluated, explored Osmosis Jones. And I would like to say that my my statement that I didn't know who this movie was for is not based on a belief that I don't think adults should or can or sh- would benefit from watching animated movies at all. I watch animated movies. I watch many animated shows with my children and I enjoy quite a few of them. Not all, but quite a few of them. I think animation is for everyone, contrary to what many listeners believe (laughs) about me. Uh, Osmosis Jones in particular, I'm not sure who it was for because it didn't seem quite for kids or adults. Mm -hmm. That was my only point. I didn't know who that was for. If you enjoy animation, please watch it and enjoy it and know that I am happy that you are happy watching your animated whatever whatever age you are i think that's wonderful so uh, just for you personally well i watch you think animations for babies no i watch a lot of animation with the girls all day and so when it's my free time i usually want to watch something live action that is my personal preference and it is not a value judgment on anything whatsoever I think we all know, like, I'm a huge fan of Steven Universe, and we watched Apple and Onion together, because you were on it, but it was also really great. You watched some anime? I know you watched anime. Oh, I watched a ton of anime. In the past? Yeah, in the past. uh, I was hugely into Fushigi Yugi growing up, and I I mean, Neon Genesis Evangelion. But now you've put away Childish Things. No, I'm just... Stop! I just I, I think a lot of people talked about a lot this of this past week. <laughs> you don't understand what I have been through, listeners. Please stop tweeting and emailing my wife about animation. Please, it's all she's talked about over the past week is how mad I, everybody is at her for not preferring to watch animated work. Well, no, I think people got the impression that I was saying animation is only for t- for kids, and I was not saying that. And if it came across that way, I apologize. I that was not it my intention. Get you to stop tweeting at my wife. If you need uh, somebody to beat up on, please no. come and at me. 
And I have the uh, the book Sells at Work. Everybody's been saying, but have you seen Sells at Work? I have that book. Uh, Tay got it for me. So yes, I've not seen it, but I've read it. So okay. and it's great. Anyway. <laughs> now the greatest Sullivan's controversy of the past six months has been put to bed. No one's going to tweet about animation anymore. Here's the, here are the things I've learned on Sawbones. Don't come for fluoride. Don't yeah. come for animation. Yeah. There are strong opinions. Very strong. Um, Sydney, the, uh, we are not talking about, as much as I would love to sit here and meditate about Osmosis Jones for another 30 minutes, that is not what we are discussing this week. No. Uh, we are going to talk about something you had never heard of. Had never heard of. Uh, no, that is correct. And this, I, this is completely foreign to me. This really surprised me. I asked Justin, uh, I was thinking of doing a show on grounding this week. And I said, I don't know what that is. And I said, earthing. Which I think is to my credit, because that means that I have um, uh, self-policed my own uh, social media feeds enough that I don't get inundated with this kind of stuff. Right. That's impressive. Well, to be fair, part of the reason I know about it is my profession. Really? Not, not social media. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, when you're a doctor in real medicine, fake medicine is asked about a lot. I'm not saying in comparison to you. I'm just saying as like a uh, consumer of fine medical treatments. Ah, ah. Well, I was just surprised you'd never heard because it, it grounding or earthing, whichever term you prefer, has become um, it's a very popular I don't want to already say woo. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was early. You tip your hand. I know. But um, Gwyneth Paltrow is a fan. Oh, well, okay. Uh, All right. Got it. And a lot of our listeners wanted us to talk about it. Uh, Cora, Chris, Paul, Kyle, Whitney, Natalie, Merritt, Mia, Kay, Elena, Macy, Audrey, Lena, Julie, John, Yusuf, Katie, and Adrian all recommended this topic. Thank you. Uh, it's a good one because it is it is very popular. And I guess with, um, oh, Oh, what's his face that has his show about being out on the earth now? You know. Zach Efron? Yes, that nice young man who has a show about being outside, I believe. Zach Efron is outside. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. Uh, I guess he has talked about it recently. So I went into this, by the way. I wouldn't say necessarily with an open mind because. That ship done sailed. Well, I, I was already somewhat familiar with with the idea of it before I started doing this research and it doesn't, it never quite made scientific sense to me, like the, the theory behind it. So I, I wouldn't say that I was like ready to be convinced, but like I read all the research I did have though an open heart hmm. because my understanding was that this was something that is probably, well, almost certainly harmless in, in most scenarios and free and seemed nice. And so I thought, you know, maybe this would fall into like, as long as you're not using it as a substitute for real medicine, if you just like doing this, this seems pretty harmless. Sure. That was kind of the way I entered this topic, um, thinking that that would be my takeaway from it. If, if you like to do it, why not? It's, you know, but of course, I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't think about the monetary aspect always got to be a monetary aspect Come there's on. always got to be money i you'd think we've mentioned this before you'd think i have watched enough penn and teller to know that there's money there's got to be money in there somewhere mm -hmm. and then i was disappointed so um and i should know better how long have we done this show i know <laughs> so the idea is really simple okay justin here's the idea behind grounding or earthing whatever okay. you prefer 
Grounding is a word and earthing mm-hmm. is not. So I'm going to go with grounding. We can call it grounding. Okay. Humans need contact, physical contact with the earth itself, mm-hmm. un- unobstructed contact with the earth to balance our bodies, our systems. Okay. That is the concept. Okay. Uh, there are a lot of spiritual aspects to this. Like if you if you dig back through the history of this concept, there there's ton there's a lot that connects this to like various spiritualities and faiths and belief systems. I'm not going to talk about any of that because that's not that's not what the show does. We're not talking about the spiritual part. If if whatever your faith is, you feel more connected to it by touching the earth. Okay, that's fine. I have I have no part of that conversation. But there's a science part to it that I think is is what we need to talk about. The proponents of grounding or earthing, uh, of course, start out by appealing to our ancients, obviously. Appeal angel wisdom. Yes. Yep. Uh, for, for the inspiration. And the, the original connections are pretty vague. It's that idea that like, well, you know, back in olden times, people didn't have shoes and they slept on the ground and they were fine. Right. Now. They loved sleeping on the ground because <laughs> it was so healthy for them. And they love not having shoes because it really helped connect them to the earth. Now, here's the weird thing that this statement, because I hear this a lot, like people back then were fine. Were they? Were they fine? This is always the problem with this. Were they fine, though? Yeah, because I think they would probably enjoy the shoes. No, but they weren't fine because they were dying of like infections that now we treat easily with antibiotics or over-the-counter ointments. They were dying of vaccine-preventable diseases. They would get an appendicitis and die because, you know, we didn't have antibiotics or surgery or anything like that. We didn't have any, like, we couldn't fix a trauma. You, like, fall and break a bone and we're like, well, hope for the best. We can't do surgery. We don't have anesthesia or antiseptic technique. And also giving birth, cross your fingers and also you know food could be spoiled but we don't know about spoiled food or food poisoning and also the water might be dirty i heard someone say i think it was david cross like a very long time ago say the thing to remember about when you're talking about ancient teachings ancient wisdom is that you are that you are referencing things that people thought when they were even dumber than they are right now (laughs) so think about that like you're actually talking about people that are dumber than we are in this moment currently. Well, that's, I mean, it's the answer to what did people do before there were vaccines? They died. They died. They died. I mean, that's, that's the sad answer. So, like, I would argue that people weren't just fine when they were sleeping on the ground and not wearing shoes, but I'm not going to necessarily connect it to their lack of shoes at this point. Right. Uh, so we could, we could put the first, I don't know if you want to say credit or blame for this idea, on a German naturopath, uh, Adolf just, just, just. What is going on in Germany? I feel like they are, it is flip a coin and see what, <laughs> if you say someone's a German, I feel like it is like flip a coin whether or not they're going to be a heroic scientist mm-hmm. figuring a bunch of stuff out or like an absolute madman. I feel like it is always like, that is there, all you get. It is fire and ice over there in Germany. Fire and ice. Well, it's weird because there's a lot of like this, like, naturopathic kind of stuff that traces not all of it obviously but some of its roots to Germany and then there's also like homeopathy which can trace its roots there Yeah. So, but then yes you're right there are also real scientific advancements um, 
I don't know. But at the end of the 1800s, early 1900s, uh, he kind of started popularizing um, naturopathy in general, but also these beliefs that like a return to nature is the way to health, right? Like a return to the way we used to live when we were more connected to the earth, um, like natural remedies, raw foods, fasting, just drink a lot of water. Um, there's a lot of focus on clay in his writings, the importance of clay. Mm. Like, you know, we've talked about that before. That's a, that's an idea. Uh, he, he also had some other ideas. Like he thought gymnastics were bad for you cause they're artificial. He thought vaccines were poison, uh, and that technology was an affront to nature. Oh, that one. Okay. In, in addition, he advocated for walking on the ground barefoot and sleeping on the ground as a way to reconnect to the earth. And this was all, by the way, part of his medical, but also spiritual beliefs. This was definitely connected to his faith as well. Like this was a way to be closer to his belief system was also to return to this simpler way of living. But then it was also supposed to give you good health. So it was like both connected. On a positive note, he was anti-homeopathy. Great. Which tells you something about homeopathy. Mm-hmm. Even this guy. Even this guy. <laughs> <laughs> knew it was fake. Um, there was also a French agronomist who followed in those footsteps, Matteo Tavera, who wrote a series of letters. Um, and I've read some of them. B. Yes. Right, so was that the series of letters? <laughs> no, it's it's fascinating. WTF. It's the kind of writing that um is very lovely. It's almost like it, it sucks you in and you're reading it and you realize like I have no idea what I've been reading for the last five minutes, but I it felt nice in my brain as it resonated there. Um so I can see how it was persuasive. It the idea is that we have this sacred mission on earth. That's what it's called. And it has to do with the fact that there is a natural electricity in the earth Mm -hmm. and also all around us. And we act as like antenna for it. Mm -hmm. And the way that we can maintain life, I don't know, indefinitely maybe, is to connect with the earth appropriately, ground ourselves with the earth so that the passage of electricity can move through us and we can stay alive. Okay. So. Okay. Sure. (laughs) I'm just saying... All of this is what would inspire the guy that we're going to talk mainly about in this episode, Clint Ober. Okay. Uh, Ober was a cable installation guy in the 1990s. Mm -hmm. He worked for a, started, I believe, a major cable installation company. So he understood very well cables, Mm -hmm. like electricity, that part of things. As depicted in the hit film Cable Guy. Exactly. Exactly like that, I assume. I've never seen that, but I assume. Uh, it's very dark. After retirement, he had he alludes to in in his writing some sort of health issue, some sort of challenge that he encountered with his health, and it sent him on this sort of spiritual journey, health journey, around the world to try to like reconnect with himself and and understand himself and how where he fits in and that kind of thing. All very normal, I think, after facing a big health challenge. Uh, in his travels, he describes this sitting on a park bench kind of situation where he's looking around at all the people walking around him. And he, it occurs to him that the problem is that everybody is wearing shoes. Ah, and we all have poor health because our shoes are usually made of an insulating material, like rubber or plastic or something like that, that keeps us from connecting with the natural electricity 
of the earth. And maybe if we weren't wearing shoes, we would all feel better because, of course, our forebearers did not wear shoes and they were fine, although we've established they weren't. Um, Or if they did wear shoes, he allows for this. They were made of like hide, like leather, which is conductive. Right. So we need conductive shoes or no shoes to help us. We need to be grounded just like a cable has to be grounded in the earth. I would say, as a rule, that scientific truth does not find you on a park bench. Truth about human experience, I could say. Um, strength. A la Forrest Gump. Uh, thank you, Sydney. Yes, of course. <laughs> that timely film, Forrest Gump. <laughs> but I would argue that scientific truth is found in a lab, is found in books. Scientific truth very rarely occurs to one while sitting on a park bench. I don't know. Wasn't Newton sitting under a tree? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> Newton, this is the difference, right? Newton was sitting under a tree. Let's say he was on a park bench, an apple fell out of the tree. Isaac Newton was like, oh, I get it. Okay, here's the whole bit. Let me lay it out for you. Apple fell on me. He's like, oh, God, this hurts. I'm going to take the rest of the afternoon off and then start working on Mm -hmm. this thing, right? People like to imagine. It's like House. It's like when House has his house moment in every episode where somebody says something random and he's tossing the ball in the air and he goes. (gasps) He catches the ball and he's like, oh, my God, gravity. And I got it. Uh, I wish everything worked that way. Yeah. It's one of those things that feels like it should be true, right? Like, yeah. oh, this makes sense. You know what? Maybe the problem is all the shoes. Except, what's the problem, dog? Because we're living much longer now. So it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. And I mean, you can see where it ties into like his background and like laying in like cable and grounding and that yeah. kind of thing. But anyway, so if the story ended with like, so he recommended everybody should spend some time walking barefoot and like camping. Oh, okay. But of course, that's not where the story ends you can't charge people for telling them to walk barefoot well you probably could i'm sure somebody does Mm -hmm. but um also like you know doctors might get in the way because we would point out things like well you do need to be careful about like stepping on things or like hookworm or you know sleeping outside isn't always an option so we have to find a way to ground ourselves inside how can you get grounded and earthed In your house, in the convenience of your own home. I don't know. So Ober built a bed, a grounded bed. Basically, he attached a grounding wire from his bed to a rod outside. Okay. And then he slept on his bed that was now grounded to the earth. I think like metallic duct tape was involved in this process. And he, he noticed after sleeping on this grounded bed, he noticed a huge difference in his own personal symptoms of chronic pain. And he also noticed his sleep was improved and he wanted to share his discovery. So he made some for his friends. He grounded their beds and they were all like, you're right. This is great. I love my new grounded bed. Or you just don't want to <laughs> insult your maniac friend that came over and tied a wire to your bed. Then a couple of years later, his did first... did while they were asleep and he didn't ask. This is my theory. I'm just kidding. No, I'm sure he was... His first experiment, and many of these experiments, by the way, are kind of like led by... Mr. Ober, but his first experiment was kind of a makeshift. He took like a random group of older people that he found like he had a nurse help him find old people in pain. (laughs) And then he grounded half of them and sham grounded the other half. Like 
it looked they thought they were grounded, but they had like a spacer between themselves and uh, the grounded okay. part. Double blind, Double right? Blind. Yes, and he published the well. He, pu- I I don't published printed, <laughs> put made a PowerPoint. Somehow he shared the results of this. Uh, and it was just overwhelming that the people who were grounded had better sleep and better pain, like less pain, and the people who weren't. Well, that should be I worse. Feel, I feel silly for dogging this guy. Then that should be enough for you, Doctor McElroy. You did research; it's fine. <laughs> so he wanted to share it with the world, of course. Yeah, me too. So he found a cardiologist, uh, Stephen Sinatra, who it's a good name, who looked at this research and was impressed, and a writer named Martin Zucker who it looks like writes a lot of these kinds of books. Like he's teamed up with a lot of different people to write a lot of um, wellness. <laughs> we'll use that word, wellness type books. Uh, and in 2010, Earthing, the most important health discovery ever, was published. God, that's a good title, though. <laughs> that's you got to give it up. That's a good title. Who's not going to read that? <laughs> and it got a lot of attention, as you may imagine, since it is the most important health discovery ever. Um, And from other doctors, there were two physicians in Poland um, who were related, who specifically kind of latched onto this and wanted to do more research in this area after reading this book. Um, And again, if all of this just amounted to people reading a book and for whatever pseudoscientific reason saying like, well, maybe I'll go outside barefoot occasionally, that would not be a big, that would not be a big deal. But as I've already said, Ober maintains you need to be able to ground yourself in the house. And so you, in order to do that, you got to have products, right? You got to have stuff you can yeah, buy. a line of grounded products. So you can go to their website. There are mats to take with you. Like there, well, there, there's the grounded bed idea, which is like a mat that you lay on your bed. You don't have to buy the whole bed. You just like get the grounding mat for yeah. your bed. Uh, so there's like a grounding mat. There's a grounding pillowcase to put on your own pillow so that you can get the whole set, the whole bed going. There's like a mat you can take, a travel mat you can take with you. There are bands to wear around your body that are supposed to focus on like your gut balance. Um, There are patch kits, which are like little patches that you attach to like electrodes all over your body. So you can just like do some, do a touch up here and there. Yeah, just a little bit of grounding. As you need it. Um, There's a chair that is called the ultimate relaxation chair. That is billed as grounded, zero gravity, heat, and pulsating massage relaxation chair for the low, low price of $3,399. A bargain. Yeah. So there are all kinds of things you can buy. Um, And I know what you're thinking is like, but does it work? Because so far all we know is that he did this study. It looked like it worked. This cardiologist and these two doctors in Poland agree that it works. So I don't think he's worth my credit card. I'm buying this chair. I'm going to get into the research, but okay. before I do that, let's go to the billing department. Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real, high-quality, chef-crafted stuff 
that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I'm eating filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Okay, my chair will just be here in a couple of days, so I do need to go ahead and hurry this up so I can clear space for it and, uh-huh, uh-huh, and do okay. and install well, it properly. I have some bad news for you. Uh, now, as you read, you can go to like the Earthing Institute online to read more about this whole story. But I mean, the, and there's a book. Oh, so Obviously, so there are other books you can buy about when you, earthing. When you said online, I got so disappointed. I did want to go to the physical Earthing Institute. I don't think there's a physical place. No. I don't. Who knows? Uh, and there's a, a store called Ultimate Longevity um, where you can buy all this stuff. And if you look on their on their site where you can buy stuff, you start to see some things that might set off some red flags if you're a fan of the show. One, they have like a system that is there to reduce EMF in your home. Mm-hmm. They have to an EMF free zone system that you can have installed uh, to go. Um, <laughs> you're already looking ahead. I can All right. say. No, I just went to the uh, website. Yeah. And on a side note, the idea of electromagnetic fields that are harming you in your house. Yeah. Is it plays big into all this. That's part of, if you accept that we need to be grounded to be balanced with the earth and it has to do with the flow of electrons, which I haven't, I haven't really specified. That's his theory is that this natural electricity 
from the earth is in the form of a ton of like free electrons that are floating around on the earth system on the earth surface. Mm -hmm. And the only way that you can get these free electrons into your body is to go like put your bare feet and hands on the earth. And then you get this flow of free electrons into your body that are going to go around and fight all those. That's where things get kind of wild. Like they're going to fight all the free radicals in your body and they're going to fight all the, um, the, what else does he say? The, well, you need them as antioxidants. He throws that in there. Like all these kinds of like, well, none of this really. Yeah. I don't know what you're trying to say, but it, but then it just comes back to like, well, they balance you, which I don't know what that means either. Um, but they EMF plays a big part in this because EMFs are the reasons that our electrons are so out of whack is part of the argument. Mm -hmm. There are lots of reasons. Stress, modern life, blah, blah, blah. But the main thing. Is yes. And. We should do a whole show on EMF because it's fine. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is adaptogens. He sells something called the ultimate adaptogenic elixir, which which says on this on the page, based on ancient wisdom and sacred science. Sacred science. I don't know how to. That's a lot to unpack. But wow. Can I um, just read this one bit here? Sure. Our ancestors considered them safe. They're talking about plants. The plants are in the ultimate adaptogenic elixir. Mm -hmm. Our ancestors considered them sacred and superior to all of the plants on the planet and named them tonic herbs because they knew that if these plants were grown, harvested, made into extracts, and married, blended and balanced properly, the finished extract elixir would resonate one's innate divine frequency through transference, toning, awakening one's miraculous divine blueprint on all levels, body, mind, and soul. Is there something in this elixir that makes your sentences just absolutely wild? Just like claws on claws on claws. Is that necessary to the process? It's to hide the fact that... That was one sentence. It's to hide the fact that it they can't even tell you how it's supposed to work, whether or not it does work or not. They can't even tell you because nobody... You're not going to call Again, and be like, adaptogens are a whole other show because they, you can't, they, no one, even the people who are proponents of them don't know how they work or why they would work or what they would actually do other than, again, it's this idea that you need to be balanced. There's this weird idea that like health is balanced. And I, I, because we do this show, in my mind, I trace it back to the four humors. Like what we're really talking about is the humoral system of medicine. Oh, so you want to bring my humors into balance. Well, we already know that's not how anything. the body works yeah. but i feel like they're kind of calling to that same idea that that's really what health is it's balance and, and then i think again we're getting into some spiritual things which do benefit from balance but that's not medicine that's something else anyway what does the data say mm, i don't know you tell me so there are there are not uh, tons of studies i would say there are studies on this um not as many as as you would think if it was the most important health discovery <laughs> uh, ever or whatever they say. Um, but there, and there, many of the ones that do exist have been funded by Ober. What do you think the most important health discovery ever is? Ooh, um, I mean, vaccines are way up there. Um, I think like cell theory. like cell, ger Germ, germ theory. theory of disease, penicillin. Discovery of the cell? Cork? I, it... Mm. I mean, I could maybe narrow it down to a top five. But that's a rough, that's a tough question. That'd be a good episode of time. Top yeah. five. Top five. I hope gra grounding has to make top five, though. Yeah. If it's the most <laughs> um, important. 
a lot of the studies do seem to be the same sort of group of researchers over and over again. So it's not like independent researchers all over the planet right. are finding the same. Right. Um, not every single one. Uh, some are some are very small. All are small. Some are incredibly small. There are no like giant, you know, multi-center hundreds or thousands of participant studies. Some are observational. Some are not blinded or not controlled. There's one that is literally just one guy who is both the subject and the investigator and then writes about his own experience. Folks, the study sizes don't get much smaller than that. Um, and then there's one that's that I particularly... point five, <laughs> I would say. There's one that I particularly like where eight guys have to like live in a hotel and do toe raises every day and then have like a lot of blood work done. Coming this fall to Netflix. <laughs> we finally so, reached the bottom of the barrel. Come watch eight men do toe raises. <laughs> They have to hold barbells while they do it. Oh, okay. Well, that's a little bit more exciting, but they also have to talk to their future spouse <laughs> while wearing a mask. Amazing. There's Carol Baskin in that one. Uh, of course, they all, of all the studies, because you can link to them from this web, from this, this website, uh, all the studies say it works. Um, yeah, I haven't but, found one yet that didn't. Huh? No, but it depends on what you mean by work. A lot of the data is... is <laughs> It well, a lot what of it's subjective. Of what is is, and that's why that's why I mean we talk about this a lot when it comes to snake oil. Um, a lot of it is based on testimonial, and like these studies, I would say, are not that far from just testimonials. Like, does it? It made me sleep so much better. My stiffness and achiness was so much better. So it's very subjective, and I'm not saying that these people didn't experience any uh, benefits. It's just that's a really hard thing to measure if you're just asking questions of these participants who I mean, who knows what they're mm -hmm. why they came into this. How were they selected? Did they already like some of them? It seems like we're recruited through like massage therapists or those kinds of like were they already maybe prone, open minded, open minded, yeah. you know, so I don't know. But I don't know all that data because I, I don't have it's not given to me. Um, but the other stuff that isn't subjective. It's just kind of weird. Like sometimes they did EEGs, which is how we like sort of measure brain activity and brain waves, which can tell us some things about the brain, but not all things about the brain can be found out through EEGs. Um, EMGs, which are like uh, they're measuring like muscle contraction and like reactivity and that kind of thing through some of them and like the nerve conduction and how those signals are passing through and where they're getting through. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes they're just doing like surface conduction of the skin, electricity on the skin type measurements. Some of it is live blood analysis, which we've talked about on the show before is fake. Um, some of them are just standard blood tests. They're just checking like a complete blood count or a chemistry panel before and after various yeah. things. And I don't know what to do with any of that. They take all that data and go, so obviously it works. I, it, for me, it's weird because it's like, it's like if you were trying to lose weight and you did something like if we're talking in a scientific experiment. Uh, you did something and you were going to see if it helped you lose weight. And so you measured your head circumference and then did the thing and measured your head circumference again and went, see, I lost weight. Mm. And I would go, what does any of that have to like? How does that prove anything? Like the measurements don't. I know what those things mean right. and I know what they can tell me, but I don't know why they would tell me anything about your pain level or your sleep or 
Yeah. Do you know what there's I'm saying? No there's just random numbers that are thrown out and like, look at the change in the alkaline phosphatase. And it's like, okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. So anyway, I don't, the data I would say is weak to put it mildly mm-hmm. and would need to be done appropriately double blinded by multiple investigators in different centers who are not already being funded by the guy who's selling products yeah. You know, based on this, what can it help with? What do they say it can do for you? Oh, my God. Because we've talked about pain and sleep, which, again, are, are somewhat subjective. And you could, you know, we, we know from this show that you can often sell people things that aren't real that will convince them, you know, through the placebo effect that, that it did help them with their pain mm-hmm. or their sleep. And But what about the other things? I need somebody to make a... Um, please hire the Animaniacs, get them back together. <laughs> and I need a song where they're just singing this list that we can play for every one of these, like, when you panaceas. Anemia, autism, <laughs> asthma, arthritis, anxiety, burns and bipolar. It's like, that. that's just, just the beginning. It's And if you'll notice, it's in alphabetical order because on their website, they... Um, they just have the whole alphabet there and you can click on each letter of the alphabet and it'll tell you all the things that start with that letter that it helps with. Um, so that is why I, it, I have it in this order. But as you said, um, all those things, blood pressure, cold, cellulitis, complexion, circulation, chronic fatigue, children are listed on there. So it'll help with children. <laughs> listen, okay, listen, I'll try anything at this point, folks. Depression, digestion, diabetes, eyes, electrosensitivity. <laughs> Frequent urination, fibromyalgia, gum disease, groundedness, <laughs> hernias, headaches, kidney disease, leg cramps, lupus, Lyme, MS, memory, pets. Pets? Pets. Yes, you can ground your pets. Pneumonia, Parkinson's, there are products for that too, of course. Plantar fasciitis, panic attacks, pain, rheumatoid arthritis, strokes, sinus problems, stress, sleep, sex, skin, tendinitis, tinnitus, thyroid, veins, and then these uh, these other blocks of quote unquote, multiple complaints in both men and women. Um, And then there's a lot of other even less specific stuff about like it fights inflammation. It stops free radicals. It is an antioxidant. And this is when they start to talk about um, indirect things. Yeah. About how because it blocks inflammation, chronic inflammation, that's always the thing, right? With all this stuff, it helps with chronic inflammation, which stops tumorigenesis which stops you name it cancer yeah so then they the cancer gets thrown in there but indirectly because that's where the that's where you get it's really cracked nice, down on it's just a nice perk yes it's not worse i'm not saying it cures cancer we're just saying it will fix the problems that cause cancer they do mention that you got to be careful with lyme and i think they're talking about the concept of chronic lyme disease with this uh because when you start grounding you can have this like inflammatory reaction as all the hidden spirochetes die off. Um, so you got to go slowly with grounding if you have chronic Lyme. Yeah, that's kind of like when you have two made up things at the same time, <laughs> it's kind of like a humidifier and a dehumidifier next to each other. You just got to be, be careful. So careful. There are lots of testimonials. Uh, there's an interview where he was on Goop. He was featured on Goop in mm. an interview. Um, you, you know they've got to get into grounding. This is so Goop. Um, but one of the, and, and Goop, by the way, if you're not familiar, is Gwyneth Paltrow's um, lifestyle website where, among other things, she talks about wellness and 
a lot of questionable medical pseudoscientific things. Uh, but he says one of the first serious illnesses I dealt with was a hospice patient suffering from crippling arthritis. This is Ober himself. He was, and this is a hospice patient, by the way, mm. which to qualify for hospice means that it is, it is likely that this patient will pass away in the next six months. Okay. That is likely. Uh, he was unable to leave his bed and his nurse and daughter had to help me lift him out of the bed to install the grounded sheet. A week after my visit, I got a call from the patient who told me that a squirrel had chewed through his ground wire. It was significant for two reasons. First, this man who had been unable to walk was now active enough to leave the house and check the wire. Second, the effect of grounding was so dramatic that he noticed immediately when the connection was disrupted. He later told me that the grounding reduced his inflammation and that the burning pain he felt had finally subsided and he lived six or seven years longer. So... I mean, there you go. He talks about like after these sorts of experiences, he was looking into grounding for fighting age. That's the ultimate. That's the ultimate. Like all these things lead to one one path, which is yeah. how do we stop aging and live forever? Right. Um, I always find like these wellness things end up there. So the deal is that there is no solid evidence that this does anything. I mean, there, the the theory behind it that like there are all these free electrons out there and all you have to do is touch the earth and you get these electrons and they only exist on the surface of the earth. Like which earth, like grass or dirt or sand or what if there's snow? Is that a problem? What about my driveway? Does it matter if it's cement or asphalt? Like none of that is clear. Our dirt sucks and can't grow anything. Is it okay? Do I need to get some fresh soil? Like, I don't think any of those are answered by like what the, the earth yeah. will balance you um and you know i i know that probably there's no harm in walking outside on the earth right like i walk outside barefoot a lot um but you know you do want to be careful about like dead, I don't mice. Know, dead mice you never know that's what came to mind that's what comes to mind for me from walking outside barefoot and there's a dead mice and i step on oh my god that's my whole week well, my mom always said I would step on a bee, so would, not to run around barefoot. I would rather step on a bee. You kidding me? Well, no, that would hurt. But but there are, I mean, I guess it depends on where you live, right? Because, like, there's broken glass. There's, like, the old don't step on a rusty nail. You're going to get tetanus. That was always my biggest fear growing up because then I'd have to get another tetanus shot. Yeah. You should get your booster anyway, I finally learned. But the the point is, there. I guess there are some risks. I mean, I don't want to engage in hyperbole. There are risks to walking around outside barefoot. Um and there are risks to sleeping outside, depending on, you know, the weather or where you are. Um, also, there is hookworm, which we've talked about on the show before from walking around barefoot. Jimmy Carter so, hasn't fixed it completely. <laughs> he's trying. That's not the one he's after. No, guinea worm? Yes. Yes. Sorry. But the... But he'll come for hookworm next, is what <laughs> I'm saying. He's going to wrap up the guinea worm here real soon. And then hookworm is next on his hit list. Absolutely. I, I have faith. Yeah. But I don't want to be pedantic. I don't want to say that, like, if all this guy was saying is, I think you would feel better if you stood outside in bare feet, I'm not going to give somebody a hard time for that. You know, it's nice to be outside. I enjoy being outside. Mm -hmm. I think if people enjoy being outside and also seek medical professionals for their medical problems, I think that's all great. Sure. Please wear your sunscreen. But, like, I think that's all great. Um, but then you get to the products. There's got to be the products. And I mentioned this website where there are products. Of course, if you just do a quick search, there are tons of earthing products out there um, that you can buy. That There are socks you can buy. There are all kinds of special earthing shoes and <laughs> sandals that you can buy. 
um, that are made of materials that will uh, that will conduct the free electrons from the earth into your body in stylish in stylish sandals. <laughs> uh, there are tons of products out there, and that that's my problem or is twofold. One, it doesn't meet our our test here because you can pay a lot for some. As I mentioned, that chair is over three thousand dollars, but even like the smaller products they sell are a couple hundred bucks here, eighty bucks there. Yeah, you know, fifty bucks for these shoes, whatever. Um, so you might be getting ripped off. Which I guess if you have all the money in the world is your business if you want to buy special earthing sandals. Um, but not everybody does. And some people are going to read this and think it sounds just believable enough that maybe they'll give it a shot because they're scared and they're sick and they're desperate. And nothing else has worked. Yeah. And nothing else has worked and they'll spend money on this kind of thing. And, and that's, the healthcare system in America is broken so they can't afford it anyway. Exactly. And you don't, you yeah, you don't trust the healthcare system. So by way of that, you don't trust your doctors because they're part of the American healthcare system that scares you, intimidates you because it is so bad and broken. Um, so you do this instead. And that's the big part. You do this instead. That's mm. the, that's the final point. That's my worry with, with stuff like this is if you think you could cure your what what in that list do you want to fix do you want to fix your ms do you want to fix your uh circulation do you want to fix your thyroid disease um do you want to buy these products uh to try to and when i say fix i'm i'm using this as you shouldn't do this fix autism that's they always throw that in here and it's so in all these fake medical things um, it's so frustrating. Do you want to address neurodivergence by buying a $3,000 massage chair? People with autism don't need fixed. Exactly. I, we've said it before, and but I think it bears saying again, like different life experiences. They need to be supported just like everybody else on planet Earth. Oh, God, it's so irritating. It, and, it, and I think that's the frustrating thing. If this is a spiritual thing, like the German guy was doing it because it was his spiritual belief. Now, he also said vaccines were poison, so he I don't think we would have been buddies. Um, but you're selling people something and you're taking their money, but you're also giving them hope and you might be leading them away from medicine that could actually help them. Yeah. Like they could be going to doctors for any of those above diagnoses that I mentioned and actually getting help and getting better. And instead they're wasting their time on earth and their money on you and your stuff, which if it's your personal belief, you go sleep outside and walk barefoot as much as you want. But once you start ripping people off, it's not fair. Then you're on our, our neighborhood and we're going to take you, take him, take him down, take him out. I don't know if he's going to, I'm worried he's going to come for me. Yeah. This is the problem with doing living people. But I mean, you know, again, I think that the science is incredibly weak. And if you want to prove that any of this makes sense, you got to do, I mean, something else. You got to do a lot more research and it can't just be the same people who've already bought into it. You know, you have to have open minded outside researchers to reproduce these experiments on large scales in appropriately controlled, you know, methods measuring something that actually means something. I mean, like the data you collect has to be meaningful. It can't just be random lab tests and studies and imaging. And it can't be testimonials. Testimonials don't mean anything. Thank you so much for listening to our show. If you would like to buy a secondhand, never used grounding chair uh, <laughs> at a much reduced sticker price, please get in contact with me. 
Thank you to the taxpayers for the use of their song Medicines as the intro and outro of our program. Thanks for your support during the Max Fund Drive. Uh, yes, we really thank you all so it. much. We're going to continue to upload episodes of Fast and Furious and Justin in Sydney. I know I've been lax on that. There's four up there. We've recorded five and six. We just need to watch seven and eight. I think it's just going to be hard to say goodbye to Paul. I think that we're both yeah. kind of dreading it. We don't want to. Anyway, you know, the, I think that's actually true. I know. I'm not. I, kidding. No, that's not. <laughs> yeah. Not well, I didn't know if you were being no, facetious, but I'm yeah, not, no, I, I am having a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it's about family in the end, Sid, if you think about it. All family ain't blood, and all blood ain't family. <sighs> that's what it says on the Facebook meme. <laughs> I don't even does it ever say that in the movie no, I, I, I now know. every time I see that Facebook meme that's all I can wonder will uh, I ever find that in the movie thank you but thank you for your support during that it really especially in these <laughs> tray weird times it, it means a lot thank you for all your feedback on animated uh, films and, and television series I I don't ever want to tell anybody that they shouldn't enjoy the harmless thing they enjoy and I never want to give anybody a hard time because there is no age on what movies or books or TV shows are okay to still enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I happily read Archie comics to this day. So oh, nice. I am the last one to throw shade. Thank you so much for listening to our show and be sure to join us again next week for Sawbones. But until then, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. Fun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And we host Round, Round Springfield. Springfield. Round Springfield is a Simpsons adjacent podcast where we talk to your favorite Simpsons writers, voice actors, and everyone who's worked on the show to talk about shows that aren't The Simpsons. So we're going to be talking to people like David X. Cohen, Yardley Smith, Tim Long about other projects they've worked on, sometimes projects that didn't go well. Mm. Some failures. Yeah. Some rejections. Some failed pilots. <laughs> some failed life events. Yeah. We just <laughs> talked to all the failures of The Simpsons. Yeah. So if you really love your Simpsons trivia and want to get to know the people who have worked on The Simpsons a little bit better, come by Round Springfield. Every other week on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts.